0: When you're
1: ready. Welcome to a special edition radio show tonight with Dr. Joseph Nemeth. Dr. Nemeth is a board certified and internationally renowned periodontist practicing in the Metro Detroit area who, for more than 25 years, has not only treated patients presenting with a broad spectrum of dental issues from bad breath, periodontics, cosmetics, and dental implants, but he's also well known for applying innovative and state of the art technology to his practice. Tonight's show is brought to you by Dr. Nemeth. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and this evening we're going to be talking to Dr. Nemeth not only about his special brand of treatment modalities, but we'll also talk to him about the rarely discussed aspect of how much our oral health impacts our physical health and the role gum disease plays in the manifestation of many systemic diseases, from cardiac issues to cancer. What do we need to know about these relationships, and what are the latest treatments? Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Well, perfect. All right, when
0: you're ready.
1: Welcome back to this special edition of the Dr. Nemeth radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, here tonight talking with Dr. Nemeth, board-certified periodontist in Southfield, Michigan. Dr. Nemeth is with us tonight discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, latest treatments in periodontic care, and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac issues to cancer. Now, Dr. Nemeth, welcome to the show. Fabulous to have you here you really have a very large, all-encompassing periodontal and oral health clinic. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today and how you got to be famous.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, Anne- Anne-Marie. I'm really glad to be here. Um, a little bit about myself is um, i I born and raised in Detroit. I went to Wayne for a year, I went to U of M for a year, and then I went to U of M Dental School, graduated from dental school there. And then I actually went into the service for three years as a dentist. And when I got out of the service, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was a general dentist, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I thought, you know something, my parents were older, I was surrounded a lot by older people, and typically gum disease, we see a lot of it in older people, and I just felt comfortable with older people. I thought, well... I like working with older people and I think gum disease uh, is generally in older people, so I think I'm going to become a gum specialist. So I applied to NYU, New York University. I was stationed in there when I was in the service and they accepted me and uh, so I went to the specialty uh, program in periodontics, which is treating gum disease and uh, supporting tissues of the teeth. Uh, and I uh, f- completed that, and then I moved out to California. I actually worked in Beverly Hills for three years with a very famous period honest uh, out there. And I remember the most nervous I was ever in my life was when I was working on Natalie Wood. Wow, <laughs> who was That's impressive. Uh, unfortunately now deceased, but she was a doll, just really a sweet lady. And uh, so I worked out there for three years in Beverly Hills, and. We had a lot of interesting and famous people in the practice, and then and I also became chief of staff at Cedar Sinai Hospital in the periodontics department. And then I I really missed home. I missed my roots, and I really wasn't crazy about the lifestyle and the values in Southern California. Um, I was married, had two children out there, and had one in New York before going out there. But so then I came back to Michigan, which where I was born and raised, and I've been here ever since. Had one more child here, and. Uh, so this is how I ended up here, and I love it here, and uh, the weather is perfect here because you have a change of seasons, which you don't have much of a change of seasons in California. It's like eating cake every day. After a while, you get tired of it. So uh, I'm here where I was born and raised and my roots and my family, and actually, I love it here.
1: Well, you've certainly got a very interesting background and um, going into you know oral health I think one of the things we want to talk about tonight is something that a lot of people don't know about is how you're taking care of your oral health. You know, it could manifest itself in many diseases. And I'm just going to read a few of them here that I don't think that people know about. Um, If you don't, there, you know, lack of oral health is responsible for many things from stroke, colon cancer, osteoporosis, infertility, kidney disease, esophageal cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, and so on. I don't think anybody out there knows about this endless list of things. And obviously one that uh, caught my attention is that now it's out there that it can be, uh, you know, implemented in dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about how oral health or the lack of it, you know, Im- you know, manifests itself in these diseases? Yeah, I, I
0: I, think that to me this is sort of a pet subject of mine and I find it absolutely frighteningly fascinating in a way because it really is terrifying uh, what gum disease or periodontal disease can do. Uh, I call it the other silent killer. Now the silent killer that we've all heard about is high blood pressure. We don't know we have it. It doesn't manifest itself but if you have high blood pressure it's going to shorten your life you're much more susceptible to cognitive decline and other problems with high blood pressure. But you don't know you have it. It has to be discovered. And the same thing is pretty much true with periodontal disease or gum disease. I call it the other silent killer because there are so many systemic general diseases that are so strongly linked to periodontal disease that people just don't know about. So, heart disease, well, this is one of the ones we've known about for a long time. Very strong link with heart disease. Diabetes, we've known that for a while. When I treat patients who have diabetes, their blood pressure, they're, I'm sorry, their Blood sugar goes down invariably. It impo- improves their blood pressure. Uh, there's a the, the latest is Alzheimer's disease, and this is a fascinating, fascinating subject because just recently in January, a major, major study came out. Not only linking, not only linking gum disease or periodontal disease to Alzheimer's, but now showing that it actually may truly be a causative factor. And to me, that's terribly frightening. Uh, Now it may take 20 or 30 years for the Alzheimer's disease to manifest or show itself. But it's initiated, maybe initiated by gum disease 20 to 30 years previously and continues to progress, particularly if that gum disease is not treated.
1: And the thing is, there's not too much you can do when somebody gets that diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. You know, the treatments out there aren't so great, but there certainly is something you can do about, you know, the preventative methods that you're going to talk about tonight, right?
0: Absolutely. If you can treat your mouth and get your mouth healthy, you're going to be healthier.
1: Okay, we'll have to take a quick break. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Nemeth Radio Show. You can reach Dr. Nemeth by calling 248-357-3100. Again, that number is 248-357-3100. Or by visiting him on the web at drnemeth.com. That's D-R-N-E-M-E-T-H dot You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. All right, when you're ready. Welcome back to the special edition of the Dr. Nemeth Radio Show. I'm your host Anne Marie Cronin here tonight, talking with Dr. Nemeth, board-certified periodontist in Southfield, Michigan. Dr. Nemeth is with us tonight, discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, the latest treatments in periodontic care, and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac issues to cancer. Now, Dr. Nemeth, the last uh, segment, I was going down this endless list here of all the systemic diseases that can be manifestations of poor oral health and gum disease. And of course, what caught my eye was dementia, Alzheimer's disease. And I'm looking here at a statistic that says 70% more likely. Can you clarify that or tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, according to studies, people who have gum disease or periodontitis, are 70, 70% more likely to suffer from cognitive decline, Alzheimer's disease. Now, you asked me a little while ago, uh, does it cause Alzheimer's disease? Well, we know there's a strong link. In other words, if you've got gum disease, it's much more likely that you're going to have Alzheimer's disease. We haven't quite proven that it causes it, but with this latest study of this, in, it, just recently, a few months ago, There now is extremely strong evidence of not just a link, but a causative factor. So this is being developed more and more, and I think it's going to come out because I really believe, from what I've seen, that periodontal disease is, I believe, it is a causative factor in initiating Alzheimer's disease, as well as so many, many other systemic or general diseases. The truth is, I can almost not think of any disease that isn't linked to periodontal disease. Almost anything that you suffer from, in almost all cases, there's an increased risk if you have gum disease or periodontal disease. We see people all the time in my Southfield office coming in with inflamed gums, and these people very often, or they have gum, other forms of bone loss from gum disease, they often have diabetes they may have rheumatoid arthritis kidney disease and all of these diseases are linked to gum disease or periodontal disease because the bacteria from gum disease they're not limited to your mouth they get into your bloodstream they sure. get into your bloodstream and they cause what's called a generalized inflammation or generalized inflammatory response throughout your whole body which affects every organ in your body. And many of these organisms actually can get through what's called the blood-brain barrier. barrier, And we find them in much larger numbers in Alzheimer's patients than we do in non-Alzheimer's patients. So the link is there. It's frightening, not just for Alzheimer's, but I can almost not think of anything that isn't linked to gum disease or Periodontal disease,
1: and it's definitely a blockbuster with the uh, information on dementia and Alzheimer's disease. But let me uh, take you back a little bit. The average person out there, now most of us go to our dentists. Most of us get fillings. Most of us go for checkups. Do we know? Does a person know they have gum disease? Is it, is it? Can you find out yourself, or do you have to be diagnosed by your dentist first of all?
0: You know, that's why I call it the other silent killer. Because you don't know most people don't know it doesn't cause pain there are very few things in the way of symptoms you may have bleeding gums teeth may sh- start shifting or moving but it's not something that calls people to action necessarily it's not like oh my mouth hurts no that doesn't happen until the late stages and by the time you're at the late stages where you're feeling pain very often it's too late and those teeth have to be lost or sacrificed so it doesn't really manifest itself. I mean, in the way of pain, people don't often know that they have it. And so most of my patients are referred by general dentists who recognize the disease and then refer them to my self practice.
1: Now, let me ask you another question. Should uh, patients actually be going in to see someone like yourself, a periodontist, to be checked? Because what if your regular dentist doesn't check for that? Or do they all check for it? I don't even know.
0: Well, they're all supposed to check for it. Uh I I don't know if they all do. Many of my patients are referred to me when they see a new dentist for the first time. Right. And they've been seeing somebody, unfortunately, that, you know, they weren't, it wasn't picked up, but now they see a new dentist with fresh eyes, and that dentist says, you know, you got some concerns, why don't you go see Dr. Nemeth, you better get this checked
1: out. So they don't, So you shouldn't be like going on your own volition. You, you, you need to be, first of all, screened, right? No, I w- I w- we <laughs> have
0: many patients who come on their own volition because they may notice their gums are bleeding or their parents or their, their relatives have a history of gum disease or they've heard so much now about gum disease and the link between gum disease and systemic diseases, diabetes, etc., <laughs> that they want to get their mouths checked out. So a lot of patients come to us directly now We still of course have many referred by their dentist, but more and more patients are becoming aware of periodontal disease, its destruction, how dangerous it is, and they're coming on their own.
1: And I see on your list here another big frightening disease, colon cancer. So that's uh, another one that people find out in the later and last stages, and it's too late by that time to do anything about it.
0: Absolutely, there's a definitely increased risk with colon cancer. Um, breast cancer lung cancer um, you know one of my favorite ones is because I can see the difference is diabetes these people come with diabetes their blood sugar is astronomically high sometimes sometimes moderately high we get rid of the mouth infection the diabetes gets better so their blood sugar goes down. It's just an incredible improvement, and some of them have been able to reduce, and in some cases cases actually get off of their diabetes medication. It's so, so gratifying to get these patients better. And generally, these patients, even if it's, they're not diabetic, they just feel better when their mouths are healthier. The infection sure. from their mouths, and therefore their whole body, is gone and they feel healthier and they know it and they like it.
1: So it really wouldn't be a bad idea for there's so many people out there that are diagnosed with diabetes and so many people that are on insulin. I mean, I'm I'm just amazed at the thought that you can actually see an improvement where people, their blood sugar drops, but also you might be able to get them off insulin. Am I understanding correctly? In
0: some cases, sometimes I can't promise that. Right. But very often, The medication can be reduced, and occasionally, not predictably, it can even be eliminated. But it's not just diabetes. I mean, remember, their mouth is infected. doesn't mean their mouth is infected. Their body is infected. These parasites, these bacteria, these organisms get in the bloodstream and cause a, a a reaction, inflammatory
1: response or reaction throughout the whole body. So they come and see you and tell us a little bit about what what is involved in the treatment. What do you do when you first see a patient?
0: Well, we take a sample from under their gum. We actually take a slide. We take a sample from under the patient's gum. It's not painful at all. And we look and see what is under there. And what we see when we take that slide lets us know if they have periodontal disease, to some degree how severe the periodontal disease is. And we actually show the patient, so I'm looking and the patient is looking, we have very large television screens, and we're looking at what we see when we look under that microscope. And very often we'll see amoeba, trichomonads, spirochetes, various other bacteria and parasites that infect the mouth and then the body. And when we see that, we know there's a problem and then we use typically a laser these days to treat it. It's great, it's very, very effective, very little discomfort or pain, it's minimally invasive, it's much different than the kind of semi-barbaric treatment that used to be done for gum disease in the past, at least that's what we're doing now.
1: I think this is very dramatic visually, I'm just thinking about seeing a TV screen out there somewhere and looking at an amoeba or a parasite you know crawling around that's going to be a very dramatic thing for patients that come in
0: well it's very important it's important because these patients often don't know they have anything sure and we show what they've got on the screen it makes an indelible impression Uh that they never never forget
1: absolutely well we'll have to come back and talk about the laser treatment after the break in the meantime you're listening to the dr nemeth radio show you can reach Dr. Nemeth by calling 248-357-3100. Again, that number is 248-357-3100, or by visiting him on the web at drnemeth.com. That's D-R-N-E-M-E-T-H.com. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. All right, when are
0: ready?
1: Welcome back to this special edition of the Dr. Nemeth Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, here tonight talking with Dr. Nemeth, board-certified periodontist in Southfield, Michigan. Dr. Nemeth is with us tonight discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, the latest treatments in periodontic care, and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac issues to cancer. Now, Dr. Nemeth, before the break, you were talking about the treatment of gum disease by laser. Do you want to pick up where you left off?
0: Yes. Uh, There's a technique, and the name of the technique is called LANAP, L-A-N-A-P, which means Laser Assisted New Attachment Procedure. And I was the first periodontist in Michigan to be certified in this procedure and been using it for many years, and it's wonderful. I used to trim or cut away gum tissue. I don't do that anymore. Now, we treat the gum disease with a laser. Now, gum disease is caused by bacteria and parasites that get under the gum in gum pockets. So with the laser, what we do is we actually destroy or kill the bacteria, and we we cauterize the lining or the inside of the gum pocket so that the gum pocket can then reattach to the tooth. So, we want to not only destroy the bacteria that cause the disease, but we want to shrink the gum pocket where these bacteria and parasites lodge so that those areas can be kept clean more easily. So, we want to eliminate the infection, we want to shrink the pockets, and then what's critically, 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 critically important is showing the patients what they need to do at home to prevent reinfection, because we can do our part and get a great result. But if the patient doesn't do their part, they can get reinfected. So their home care is critical to getting a good result. And by the way, when I talked about laser, I'm very proud to say that I was the first periodontist, not only periodontist, but dentist in the United States to own a laser. And we've had many different lasers. We presently have four different kinds of lasers at our Southfield office to treat not only gum disease, but we can do cosmetic work with it, depigmentation if the gums are heavily pigmented, reshaping gum tissue. So we've got a number of lasers that we use for a number of different purposes, but especially eliminating gum disease and treating that
1: now I have a quick question for you for the average person out there that goes to the dentist regularly and I I can imagine a lot of people saying oh well I use mouthwash four times a day I use alcohol this and I brush my teeth diligently I mean that's not obviously the answer people are getting gum disease regardless right of how many times they brush their teeth or use mouthwash right as
0: I said before over 70 percent of adults have periodontal disease or gum disease to one degree or another so people think well my gums don't bleed sometimes if I use floss I might get a little gums should never bleed right they should never bleed period whether you're using floss no matter what you're doing your gums should never bleed if they bleed they're not healthy that means there's inflammation and typically when we see bleeding almost always, even if it's very minor bleeding, even when they only bleed occasionally with flossing. When we see bleeding, that almost invariably means we're going to find various kinds of parasites and bacteria that are there causing the infection not just in their mouth as i said but affecting their whole body
1: so if somebody's between their regular dental visits they're going every six months or once a year whenever it is and then all of a sudden in between dental visits they're brushing their teeth they start to see little spots of bleeding they should just bypass go and directly call you and go and see you
0: i'm not going to say that i'm (laughs) just saying that gums should never bleed under ordinary circumstances and that includes flossing gums shouldn't bleed. People think, well, bleeding once in a while is okay. No, it's not okay. Right. When you get your teeth cleaned, people think, well, then normally it does bleed. Even then, even then there should be minimal or no bleeding, even when your teeth get cleaned, if you're doing the right kind of job and if there's no infection.
1: But in any event, if gums are bleeding... The patient needs to get it seen to right away and not sit on it and wait.
0: I can only say that bleeding gums are not healthy and they should get it checked out.
1: Absolutely. Okay, now coming back to something you talked about a little bit earlier, using this laser technique, that means you had mentioned something about, I guess in the past, they were cutting the gums away.
0: Well, I think that's still done to a large extent. I used to do it, but I almost never do it to treat gum disease anymore. And what they used to do to eliminate these gum pockets, they used to trim away or remove some of the gum tissue to eliminate the gum pockets that way. Unfortunately, when that's done, the teeth uh, then are more sensitive. There's big gaps between the teeth where that gum tissue was removed. And so it's just... It causes increased sensitivity. The the aesthetics, the looks of the teeth are compromised. Uh, suddenly you have more spaces between the teeth. The teeth look longer because gum tissue has been removed. So I don't do that. I don't think the result is as good, and patients certainly aren't happy with it when we can treat it minimally invasively using the laser without cutting away any gum tissue and eliminating that infection that way. It's so much so much in my, my, in my view, so much more favorable for the patient.
1: So when the patient comes in to see you, how long does the procedure actually take? Is it all done in one visit and does it hurt? That's what everybody wants to know.
0: Well, we almost always use IV sedation from, okay. in our cases. Uh, we don't have to, but it makes it so much easier for the patient. We give the patient something, they generally will fall asleep, they'll relax and generally fall asleep. We do the procedure, typically they're there for two to three hours while we do it. We use the laser, we thoroughly scrape out or clean out these pockets, and the interesting thing is there's very little discomfort afterward. While we do it, of course, the patient is not only sedated and probably sleeping, but the patient's also anesthetized, so they feel nothing during the procedure, and afterward, there's usually little or no pain, so it's minimally invasive and maximally pain-free.
1: And then when they leave your office, this is all done in one visit, one, two, it's all done in
0: one visit. We then see the patient for several visits afterward to make sure that the patient knows how to take care of their mouth, that they're taking care of their mouth properly, that everything's healing and closing up the way it should. So the treatment is done in one visit, but there are three, four follow-up visits that are important for us to make sure that patient is knows what to do and is doing what they need to do. And then we often will see the patient on a continuing basis in the future to make sure they're not relapsing and no problems are developing.
1: And then what is it they're doing at home to keep it up?
0: Well, of course they're brushing. We also have them use interdental cleaners, floss, and various other de- interdental cleaners. Um, we very often have them use a water cleaning device, like a water pick. We often suggest a mouth guard or a night guard so they can't clench their teeth in their sleep because that can also contribute to the problem. Uh, sometimes we prescribe certain antibiotics depending on the severity of the case. So each case is different, but patients' home care home care is critical so two halves of treatment the short half that we do and the long half that you do for the rest of your life hopefully not that it takes a long time to do it does it but it has to be done properly and has to be monitored to make sure that you're doing what you need to do and getting the result that you can get teeth don't need to come out i mean if they do we do implants implants are great and if you have to have a tooth out or you're missing a tooth implants are the way to go. And I'll talk a little bit more about that too, but we want to save every tooth we can. I'm where the buck stops and I love saving teeth and I have a passion for it. And I love getting people healthy. It's really important to me.
1: And I think that um, obviously you don't need to do this laser treatment again. People only have to have it done once. Am I understanding? Everybody's it
0: sh- different. It depends on how well they're taking care of their mouths. If they're doing what they need to do, they should never have to have it done again because they're doing what they need to do. If they get lax, they could get reinfected, and if they do, we may wanna do it or part of it again in the future, but that's, in my experience, very rare.
1: So it's like not very often then that somebody would have to come back to have the, the, the yeah, procedure done Yeah, again. we
0: see them for checkups and cleanings, but very rarely do the laser again.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Nemeth radio show. You can reach Dr. Nemeth by calling 248-357-3100. Again, that number is 248-357-3100 or by visiting him on the web at drnemeth.com. That's h.com. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to this special edition of the Dr. Nemeth radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, here tonight talking with Dr. Nemeth, board-certified periodontist in Southfield, Michigan. Dr. Nemeth is with us tonight discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, latest treatments in periodontic care, and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac issues to cancer. Now, Dr. Nemeth, we've talked about a lot of things tonight, but let's switch up a little bit and talk about cosmetic and dental implants. And I kind of think that implants sort of comes under cosmetic as well. But tell us a little bit about your patients that are coming for cosmetic.
0: Well, uh, implants are part of cosmetic because if you have missing teeth, it certainly is not cosmetic. And so we do a lot of dental implants. In my opinion, the only way to replace a missing tooth is with, is with an implant. Uh, and we can almost always do that. If, even if there's not enough bone, we can grow bone in those areas and put implants in. We do a lot of what's called all-on-four where our patients may have dentures or may have to have dentures, but they don't want something that they have to take out at night. And so that patient comes in We take out all of those bad teeth, we put in four or five implants, we put in a permanent bridge and the patient walks out with a full set of beautiful teeth that they never have to take out again and these patients are delighted. Again, it's called all on four and that's for a full upper arch or a full complement of teeth in the upper or the lower or both and of course we do individual implants too where one or two teeth are missing, but implants are great. I happen to have two in my mouth. I don't even know that they're there. They're the best thing since sliced bread or whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. So for those that need implants, we, do a, we love doing them. And I think they're, they're a godsend really in my opinion. So implants are great cosmetically as well as health wise.
1: And then that's, uh, they just simply get put to sleep and wake up and they're like movie stars. Yeah, especially
0: with the all-on-four. Generally, a patient will give a patient something to relax them. They'll fall asleep. The teeth are removed. The implants are put in. The bridge is put in. They leave looking great and being able to chew, having permanent teeth in place. It's quite remarkable. It's all done in one day.
1: And how does that connect also with gum disease? Are they still susceptible to getting gum disease with implants or no?
0: Yes, implants actually are susceptible to something called peri-implantitis. And it's a form of gum disease. And so it's important that the patient's take good care of their mouths, keep their mouths healthy so that they don't get problems around the implants. Now, problems around implants are much rarer than problems around teeth. After all, the implant does not have a nerve. It doesn't have a blood supply. It can't get decayed because right. it's made of metal or ceramic, so there's no decay. You never need a root canal because there's no nerve, there's no decay. It can't die. So there are many advantages to having an implant when necessary. I always like having my own teeth. I think that's the best way to go, but sometimes it's not possible. And in those cases, always opt for an implant when that's possible, which is almost all of the time. I also want to get into, we're talking about cosmetics, but let's talk about other things that we do cosmetically, because this is another field that I have a huge enthusiasm for, and it can change the lives of people too. I do something called the pinhole technique. Now, many people have gum recession sometimes they're younger often it may be related to orthodontic treatment orthodontics is necessary for sure but sometimes when orthodontics is done or completed we have a tendency to get more gum recession now when the gum recedes remember the bone also recedes so you got you when the gum recedes the bone recedes and sometimes those teeth actually can get looser and be at risk. So with the pinhole technique, what we want to do is we want to bring that gum tissue back. We want to rejuvenate it uh, so that those roots are covered and we minimize any further gum or bone loss. You know there's a saying called long in the tooth. What does long in the tooth mean? Long in the tooth means you're looking old. It mean that's mm-hmm. an old look. so we we do this pinhole technique we use for bringing that gum tissue back to a more youthful appearance. So when the gum recedes away from the teeth, especially around the upper teeth where it's very visible, we actually bring that gum tissue down and we thicken it so it looks better, you have a more youthful smile and it prevents or minimizes further gum and bone recession. So we do a lot of gum recession treatment for older people and also for younger people, people of all ages Uh, And we do a great deal of that. It's a wonderful technique. I was the first periodontist in Michigan to be certified in the pinhole technique and the first clinician in the world to receive certification in the advanced pinhole training. And I've been doing it for years. It's a great way to go. Minimally invasive, very little discomfort or pain afterward. It's, it's a boon to cosmetics. Also, we do something called crown lengthening. Now, sometimes people, when they come in, they have a gummy smile. They smile, and their teeth are short, and all this gum tissue shows. So in those cases, we actually sculpt that tissue. We reshape it so that it looks much more normal. The teeth are a normal length. They're not short and stubby anymore. And patients are embarrassed to smile. These patients would hold their hand over their mouth because they were embarrassed to smile because so much gum tissue showed made them very uncomfortable. I've had patients who cry when they see the result of the crown lengthening and it goes, now they have a beautiful smile that they never had before that they were always embarrassed to show.
1: Yeah, I would think that most people... You know, looking at themselves, if they think that they have small teeth, they're immediately going to be thinking, Well, let me go and get veneers. But what you're talking about is a much better alternative because they're keeping their own teeth.
0: Uh, yeah, you're keeping your own teeth. And sometimes teeth are small and sometimes our veneers are in order. But generally, if there's a lot of gum and the teeth are short, you want to reshape that gum tissue so that it's looking great. And then you may even want to have veneers if the teeth are you know, for other reasons unsightly, but very often just reshaping that gum tissue is going to make you have a beautiful smile and then frequently nothing else is necessary. Uh, One other thing I want to mention, because I know time is running out, we do a lot of bad breath treatment and we have patients coming in for bad breath treatment from all over, not just the United States, all over the world. We have someone coming in from Nigeria to treat their bad breath. We've had someone come in from Bahrain to treat their bad breath. We've had them from the United, United Kingdom. We've had them not only from all over the United States, but we've had them from all over the world. Bad breath is generally caused by an infection. It's caused by bacteria that lodge typically in a certain part of the tongue, and we have a number of tests to see if people really have bad breath, because a lot of people, think they have bad breath, but in reality, they don't have it. They just, their mouth tastes funny or they're convinced they have it, and very often they do, but very often they don't have it, but they are imagining they have it. So the first thing we want to do is determine if they really have bad breath or not. And we have three different tests that we run to determine whether they have bad breath or not. And the bad breath treatment takes about an hour. It's very, very thorough. We, we, we remove and eliminate all of these bad breath-causing bacteria. We teach the patient then how to make sure that these bad breath bacteria are gone and also give them something that will kill any of these bad breath bacteria. And it's amazing. It's like turning off a faucet. You don't even have morning breath. Once your bad breath is treated, you continue treating it, and you just don't have bad breath ever again after that it's quite remarkable
1: and then it's basically gone forever right once once it's gone forever unless
0: you have onions garlic (laughs) or go on a strong diet well sure those can cause it otherwise it's gone
1: and so that's basically uh, that's also um a one-time treatment that you're doing it's
0: a one-time treatment and it's wonderful
1: well it's all been very informative but unfortunately we're out of time tonight. And that wraps it up for the Dr. Nemeth radio show on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Dr. Nemeth. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. And again, I want to thank Dr. Nemeth for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health, being proactive. And when there is a possible issue of gum disease, please contact Dr. Nemeth directly. For more information on this evening's show, or to learn more about Dr. Nemeth's periodontal practice and his many innovative technologies, you can reach him directly at 248-357-3100. That's 248-351-3100. Well, we're out of time tonight, and that wraps it up for the Dr. Nemeth radio show on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Dr. Nemeth. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Dr. Nemeth for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health, being proactive, and to see more about his practice, please go to YouTube and search Dr. Nemeth to see his videos on all the subjects he's been talking about. For more information on this evening's show, or to learn more about Dr. Nemeth's periodontal practice, you can reach him directly at 248-357-3100 that's 248 357 or by visiting him on the web at drnemeth.com. Again, that's d-r-n-e-m-e-t-h.com. We hope you enjoyed this evening's show and that you've become more informed about periodontal disease, its impact on our overall health, and what we can do to halt or reverse the process. Thank you for listening, and good night.